Today is the 30th day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now, let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and your mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalms for the 30th Day Evening Prayer Psalms 147, 148, 149, 150 Alleluia! How good it is to sing praises to our God! How pleasant it is to honor Him with praise! The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars and calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. There is no limit to his wisdom. The Lord lifts up the lowly, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God upon the harp. He covers the heavens with clouds and prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass to grow upon the mountains and green plants to serve humanity. He provides food for flocks and herds and for the ravens when they cry. He is not impressed by the might of a horse. He has no pleasure in the strength of a man. But the Lord has pleasure in those who fear him and those who await his gracious favor. Worship the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He has established peace on your borders. He satisfies you with the finest wheat. He sends out his command to the earth, and his word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He scatters his hail like breadcrumbs. Who can stand against his cold? He sends forth his word and melts them. He blows with his wind and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and his judgment to Israel. He has not done so to any other nation. To them he has not revealed his judgments. Alleluia. Alleluia, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all you angels of his. Praise him, all you hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, heaven of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. 
He made them stand fast forever and ever. He gave them a law which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters in all the deeps. Fire and hail, snow and fog, temptuous wind doing its will. Mountains and all the hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Wild beasts and all cattle, creeping things and winged birds. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the world. Young men and maidens, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name only is exalted. His splendor is over all earth and heaven. He has raised up his strength for his people and praised for his loyal servants, the children of Israel, a people who are near him. Alleluia. Alleluia. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praise to the congregation of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in his maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in their dance. Let them sing praise to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people and adorns the poor with victory. Let the faithful rejoice in triumph. Let them be joyful on their beds. Let the praise of God be in their throat and a two-edged sword on their hand to wreak vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings and change and their nobles with links of iron, to inflict on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all his faithful people. Alleluia. Alleluia, praise God in his holy temple. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his excellent greatness. Praise him for the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with lyre and harp. Praise him with timbrel and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 12, beginning at the first verse. About that time, King Herod laid violent hands upon some who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, killed with the sword. And after he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the festival on unleavened bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison, handed him over to the four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. The very night before Herod was going to bring him out, Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers when guards in front of the door were keeping watch over the prison. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly, and the chains fell off his wrists. The angel said to him, Fasten your belt and put on your sandals. He did so. Then he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Peter went out and followed him. 
He did not realize that what was happening with the angel's help was real. He thought that he was seeing a vision. After they had passed the first and the second guard, they came before the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them as of its own accord. And they went outside and walked along the lane, when suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hands of Herod and from all the Jewish people were expecting. As soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whom the other's name was Mark, when many had gathered and praying. When he knocked at the outer gate, a maid named Rhoda came to answer. On recognizing Peter's voice, she was overjoyed that instead of opening the gate, she ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, You are out of your mind. But she insisted that it was so. They said, It is an angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the gate, they saw him, and they were amazed. He motioned to them with his hand to be silent and described for them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he added, Tell this to James and to the believers. Then he left and went to another place. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high, shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 8, beginning at the 33rd verse. The Jews who believed in Jesus answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, yet you look for an opportunity to kill me because there is no place for you in my word. I declare what I have seen in my father's presence. As for you, you should do what you have heard from the father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing what Abraham did. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth and I have heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. 
You are indeed doing what your father does. They said to him, We are not illegitimate children. We have one father, God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and now I am here. I did not come of my own, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot accept my word. You are from my father, the devil, and you choose to be your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is from God hears the words of God. The reason you do not hear them is that you are not from God. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and his is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion. Ring out your joy. For the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today is Tuesday, following Proper 17. Our reader today is Betsy Fornowens. Our reflection is taken once again from The Forgotten Desert Mothers by Laura Swan. Again today, we are looking at Ama Syncletica. Desert spirituality is characterized by the pursuit of abundant simplicity. Simplicity grounded in the possession of little and the abundance of God's presence. Although the desert way was of sparse meals and fasting for most foods, Amasyncletica understood that more was involved. Fasting may take the form of giving up something other than food, such as excessive commitments, overachieving, unhealthy attitudes, and old resentments. She said, just as the most bitter medicine drives out poisonous creatures, so prayer, joined to fasting, drives evil thoughts away. The desert ascetics began by fasting from food, possessions, and social relationships. They then progressed to fasting from interior attachments, such as anger, jealousy, envy, or possessiveness. The desert ascetics 
understood that fasting creates the space in our bodies, minds, and spirits for God to be within us, for new things to grow. The Amas knew the power of thoughts to encourage, affirm, be creative, move and nourish. They can also move one toward discouragement, despair, anxiety, and depression. Fasting and prayer breaks the cycle of thoughts that drains one of life. Prayer heals and nourishes our inner life. Faith enables one to trust that an inner work is going on even when there are no corresponding positive feelings or when difficulties are encountered. Blessed Syncletica was asked if poverty is a perfect good. She said, for those who are capable of it, it is a perfect good. Those who can sustain it receive suffering in the body, but rest in the soul. For just as one washes coarse clothes by trampling them underfoot and turning them about in all directions, even so the strong soul becomes much more stable thanks to voluntary poverty. Simplicity keeps us faithful to the spiritual journey and removes anything that keeps us from God. Simplicity supports and strengthens our deepest commitments and responsibilities. Balance helps us recognize when poverty is becoming an idol in itself. The ascetic does not seek poverty for poverty's sake, but rather cultivates simplicity for the sake of the poor and to remove any blockages to finding God. As we move through life, we often sense a call toward simplicity, not just of our possessions, but of our commitments, attitudes, and whatever binds our heart. As we become more aware of what possesses us, we learn, we yearn to divest ourselves of this. Stress is often a good indicator of our need to simplify. Alma Sincletica also said, It is written, Be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. That's from Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Being like serpents means not ignoring attacks and wiles of the devil. Like is quickly known to like. The simplicity of the dove denotes purity of action. Serpents are wise. They're aware of their hostile environment and are prepared to defend themselves from attack. In pursuit of purity of heart and singleness of intention, Amasyncletica calls us to be attentive and aware of those things that can creep back into our lives and thwart our journey. When our attentiveness dulls, we are susceptible to attack and may begin the deceptive slide toward mediocrity. Alma Sincletica exhorts us to wise simplicity, to choose 
an uncomplicated life, to seek oneness with God, and yet to be mindful of how easy it is to be caught unawares. Here ends the reflection for today. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when the night comes, rejoice to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy church. Fill it with all truth, and in all truth with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where is it in error, direct it wherein anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Christ Jesus, Inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.